Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to go through our top five undervalued players so far on the current, you know, looking at the consensus list and seeing who we think are kind of, maybe should be a little bit higher right now. So we each came up with, came up with five players. Don't know who Jeff picked yet, so be interesting to see all that. It's a it's always a tough exercise going through this this early. I know we'll have a lot more we'll have a lot better opinions in a month or so, but this is just a good start to it. But before we get into that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram Fantasy Football Profit. You go subscribe to us on YouTube as well, Fantasy Football Profit. Search for us there. And if you want to get in one of our listener leagues for this year, we've already been getting quite a good response already for, from people wanting in our listener leagues where you can win our championship belt that we have provided to us by Pro-Am Belts. So basically, all you got to do to get a spot in that is go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, send us a message you know, on Twitter, Instagram, or email us at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. Let us or, you know, send a screenshot of your review. We'll get you in one of the leagues here. We'll have quite a few of them starting Start getting. We're starting to start getting that stuff organized here, you know, in the next month and a half or whatever already. So make sure you guys go do that. All right, Jeff. Before though, we get into the undervalued. I actually have a quick little Instagram question that came through from Jack Mauer, and I actually already answered the question to him, and I already know what he did with what I told him to do, and he might have actually listened to me. So I want to see what you would have done. <laughs> no, I'd contradict you, <laughs> and I'm wrong. Let's find out. Let's find out. All right. Here's his question. He says, I have the first pick in the draft, and he can trade draft picks. It is a PPR league. I was wondering if there are any trades in terms of draft picks that I should be looking for. So he's the first pick. What would you do if you were in his spot and you could trade picks? Oh, man. Um, hmm. All kinds of options. Yeah, I mean, there, there's too many, really, to think about. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong if you keep the number one overall pick. I mean, that's, you know, you're going to be fine. But obviously, there's there's definitely always a trade I would take. But in that case, you know, especially if you could get, um, I don't know, multiple picks, and especially the second, third round, something like that, you could really stock up uh, on um, – I don't know, just top end talent yeah. instead of getting the number one overall. I don't know. Are there any trades that he was actually that came his way first, or or is he nope. going out seeking these? Just he's looking for it. But you you would trade out of that yeah, number one spot with sure. the right I, 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 spot. Yeah, I wouldn't have an issue with that if they wanted to give up yeah. like their number one. Like if they were late and say if they were like number ten or something, and they wanted to give me like one and two for my one. Yeah, absolutely, I would do that. I mean, I don't know how far down the rabbit hole you went with this, you know, <laughs> exercise, if you will. What did you what did you I tell told them? To do? Well, I basically told them, I said, if if you're able to get the fourth pick, I would do a trade if you can pick up extra picks. If you get the fourth yeah. pick, because you're guaranteed one of the top four backs. Right. At, well, how, uh, at what point, though, are you like how far down the list would you go? Like, is I think tenth? I'd only go to four. No, I know. But yeah. like, uh, what, an eighth round pick? Want to see what, what he got? got? Yeah. He traded the first pick, and he got the fourth pick. He also picked up the 17th overall pick and the 37th overall pick. Oh, yeah. See, that's absolutely. It's a no-brainer yeah, right? in that situation. Right? It's beautiful. That's a great trade he did. Yes, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and that's 
kind of what I was saying. I mean, what seventeenth? Yeah. So that, you got a that's a second rounder. That's so unbelievable. He, picked, he moved down to four, picked up so an he, extra second he, rounder. So he actually he actually got more than I put out yeah. there. That's unbelievable. So and he, he got probably a picked round. up a fourth rounder, a first, second, second and, a, and fourth. Yeah, and he moved down three do spots, to. got a second and a fourth. Still gets one of the top four backs. That's unbelievable. Not not to mention you have an extra fourth round pick. Yep. If you really wanted to, <laughs> I mean, you could actually turn around because you. I mean, he must have given up more than that just to even out the picks. Maybe. I mean, if he hadn't, I mean, now you have extra picks to play around with. You could give up like a fourth and say a second and move up or yeah. something like that. And I mean, yeah. So basically, anybody out there with the number one pick in a draft and you can trade picks. I mean, I'm I'm all for moving down to the. I wouldn't go further than fourth because I still want to get one of those top four backs if I can. But if you can get some extra picks, I mean, yeah, I would go down if I would go down to even fourth, fifth, sixth rounders, picking up an extra one just to move down three spots because I am not sold on. Really, I'm not completely sold on any one of those top four guys over the other necessarily. I could make an argument for any one of them. Yeah. David Johnson, maybe I'm a little hesitant because he didn't play last year. I think he'll be fine. But PPR this. Situation's even better, so I don't know. I just I would I would pretty much do that, pick up a couple extra picks as long as in, you know decently early enough. I would do it. Yeah, I think that I have no issue with that whatsoever. I, I think you're right. And the, the first four picks, I think that's a no brainer. But you would if you went further than that, what would you have to get in return? If I went beyond the f- yeah, what? so say you you um you traded your first and you were gonna get uh, flip flop number ones and you were gonna get like the eighth pick. I mean, I'd have to get a second rounder minimum. To to move out of one of the guaranteed top four backs, I feel like I, th- I mean that would be crazy. I mean, it. I don't know. It there are a lot of backs up there, and if say you got an extra third round pick, I, that's where I, I might, mean, I, I, might wow. I might consider it. I'd have to think. I'd have to think hard about that one though, because it really didn't start falling off until like the fifth round. So yeah, and I I want one of those top four backs though. If I can have them, I want one of them. I mean, I would too, but I'm just thinking. I mean, think about that too. At the eighth spot, you could still get, you know, say a Melvin Gordon. Yeah. So you can get a Melvin Gordon plus pick up like an extra third round guy, which would turn into, I mean, yeah, that'd be true. someone really, I mean, that, that might, would be someone really up there. I'd have to think about it. But. Yeah, I know. I would, I would have to actually look at each one of them. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Top five undervalued players. We'll start at five, go to one. Okay. I'll start us off. Number five. I'm not going to go too terribly in depth on this. Maybe I will a little bit. Eli Manning. Okay. Because yeah, I went on, listen to the quarterback ranks episode. I put him 20, which is still, that's not like it's really that high. And actually after the, I might even move him up a couple from that. He's ranked 23rd. I think my even 20 could be a little low. And I, I don't know why I became an Eli Manning guy, but if you think about it this way, he has a, on his team, there is going to be a wide receiver that is, Probably top, it's top three consensus wise, right? Top three consensus wide receiver. He has a top four tight end and he has a top seven, I think it is, running back. How, how does he not do well? If, if that, if those are going to happen, those three players are going to be that good. Doesn't Eli have to be that good? Not that good, but he has to be better than 23rd. If, if those three players are to do what people expect them to, Eli's going to be better than 23rd. That's yeah, kind of, you know you, what I mean? I'll it's, give you the 23rd. Yeah. It, I mean, absolutely. He would be better than his ranking currently yes. without a doubt. Yes. And that's, it's either Odell, Ingram, Barkley are going to fail. And I even think Sterling Shepard is pretty solid. 
or Eli's going to, or I guess they may be expected. Those guys are still going to get theirs and Eli's going to just throw three picks and give you a negative six or however you, your league scores them. So maybe that's what it's going to be. But I like Eli a little bit. I like, I don't I mean love, love, love Eli. I'm not going to be going and getting him as my quarterback, you know, my number one quarterback, but he's a good streamer and I will watch it though. Cause he, I mean, he, it's still, he's been a good quarterback in the past. He's had, He's never been, I mean, a great fantasy quarterback necessarily. He's been a good fantasy quarterback, but he, I just think he's a little too low right yeah, now. I mean, he has slipped into the top 10, you know, quite a few mm-hmm. times. I mean, he's been around for a very long time yeah. as well. I mean, you know, you I wouldn't expect that. But, um, you know, if you told me he ended up 15th, that wouldn't blow my, that wouldn't blow my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And so, you're having a good streaming quarterback yep. at 23. So I think I just think he's going to be relevant this year. And 23rd is not relevant. So I think he's just going to be higher than that. So. Right. Like he should be, like, draftable if you would Yeah, say. it really could. He, he's, I mean. I mean, I don't know. Even that is. In a 12-team league, if, right. if, if they draft backups. You know, a lot of, some leagues, there's a lot of backups drafted. Some, they're not. So. I personally don't really care to draft a backup, but in leagues that do, Eli should be on a team, I think. So, who's your number five? All right. Um, just to preface this, it's not someone I wanted to put on here, but after uh, I saw how low he was, I, I had to. I thought that I was going to be a hater of him. And Jordy Nelson. Oh. He actually comes in at 41st right now. Wow. Wow. I yeah. didn't realize he was that low. So, when I was looking at this, I was like, all right, everyone's going to hate on Jordy. And I got down there and I was like, there's no way. There's no way that he's going to be drafted. Like, you wouldn't take a flyer on him, you know, as your third wide receiver. Like, he is he is far down the board. And I understand he had a terrible year. Um, and, you know, you, you would say Devontae Adams did well with Brent Huntley. I mean, they're, they're paying this guy quite a bit of money. He's the wide receiver, too. Amari Cooper, Hope they say they're going to have their offense, you know, tailored around him. But at the same time, he was a bust last year. Mm-hmm. And Jordy Nelson, whether or not age has truly caught up to him, I still think he can beat that that 41 position if, if he's playing with Derek Carr, which is definitely a better quarterback than Brent Huntley. So, you know, I begrudgingly put Jordy Nelson on here because I, I know that there's a lot of risk involved here. Um but 41 is just way too low. It really, that is quite low. Is for a guy who really could, you know, be a pretty decent player. We don't know. I mean, last year he's been great. And he was even at the start of last year until Rodgers got hurt. It's hard to say. It's just maybe he wasn't done. I've been under the assumption. I've been kind of saying he was. Maybe lost a step. But I also don't think what he did last year is what, he's, what he is. No. And, yeah. can, I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> it, that's always the scary thought. What if Jordy Nelson – Really wasn't done. What yeah. if he even was a say a the twenty second overall wide receiver, which I don't think would really you know it'd be too crazy to say catches a few touchdowns early, whatever it may be. I mean, you're getting an absolute steal, especially at forty one. Yeah, yeah. I think that there's not much risk. That's the thing. It really yeah. isn't much risk in it. I think that's the why it's a good pick. You know, yeah. It's not like you're you're not drafting him for the name anymore. That's kind of nice. Yeah, absolutely. So if it doesn't work out, he's like your fourth or fifth. It doesn't really doesn't hurt you. And they went out and got him. I mean, yep. there was a lot of guys you could have gone after. All right, number four. I'll go with my number four. I actually threw Mike Williams on the list. There isn't oh. much to back it up. He didn't do anything, obviously, but he's ranked sixty third. I totally, to be honest, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even see him. I totally forgot about that. Probably didn't go that far down the list. Ooh, we moved up to sixty second now from yesterday, but. <laughs> That's really low for a guy who was a top 10 pick last year and injuries just hurt his season. 
I mean, I, it's there's not much to go off off of. Obviously, I could throw John Ross in this position too because he's eighty fourth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the rookies I, I feel that more, got hurt are completely yeah, forgotten about. I mean, because even because Corey Davis finally came back last year and was able to show a little bit, so he's thirty second, but he's that much higher than two other guys that were drafted in the top ten. So, I it's. There's not much to go off of. Obviously, this is complete just flyer. It's a flyer. It's just based off of what we saw in college. We haven't seen him do anything in the NFL, but definitely throw him on the end of the bench, I think. This is – I would – I'm going to draft Mike Williams in a lot of leagues if I can get him for nothing. Yeah. And just see if there's something there. Maybe there's not. No big deal. You throw him back on your – you know, back at the end of the bench or back in the waiver wire. But he's behind – I mean, he's behind all these rookies. He's behind DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. He's behind Michael Gallup. He's behind Anthony Miller. Or right, he's one always oh, right ahead of Gallup and Miller right now. He's right there with him. But why? He was a first round pick. This guy, if he's healthy, he can be great. So that's why I'm gonna. I think that's a good risk, risky, not risky pick. It's a low <laughs> risk, high reward yeah. pick. Same thing with John no Ross. Risk at all. John Ross really is too. I just throw him. He kind yeah, of, he's another one. You don't have to. It is There is absolutely no risk to get John Ross. Where he's ranked, you'll get him in the last round of a draft or for nothing in an auction. So just, I'd take a chance on one of those kind of guys that are just getting overlooked because none of them are now second year guys who haven't played. Or you might be getting the next Prashad Perriman or Kevin White. But that's, you know, <laughs> that could happen too. But I don't really, I think there's something there, at least on one of them. So Mike Williams, number four. Who do you got? Number four. Um, I have Ricky Seals-Jones. Oh, yeah, definitely. So he currently is ranked the 23rd tight end. Tight end is an incredibly shallow position, if you will. Um, There is not a lot of upside guys. You kind of know what you're getting. You're either getting a safe guy, you know, well, a top-tier guy, I should say, which is maybe three, four deep tops. And then after that, you kind of know what you're getting. I think Ricky Seals-Jones has an interesting opportunity to, I mean, really, if if he remains the starter all year, which he will start that way as far as I know right now because, uh, you know, he's the only guy in town that's not hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think he has a real good shot if he can actually put together a little bit of consistency. So we saw it in for a couple weeks. It was a very small window. So I, I know it wasn't a whole lot to go off of, but at the same time, he's a very big guy that has wide receiver skills. He was a converted wide receiver. Um, that team obviously needs to find other weapons besides for David Johnson. I, I think this guy could be it. I, I think he is very, very low. And once again, you can even take a flyer on him definitely at the last round. And you could even go after someone else that's a little more safe and pair him together and then make your decision a bit later in the season. So that's yeah. why Ricky is. Number four for me. I mean, there's definitely some potential there, so worth a shot. All right, my number three. This is going to – a lot of people have given up on this guy. So I went with Randall Cobb, and he's – I know a lot of people have given up on him, but he was ranked, he's ranked 46th right now. And Jordy's gone, but a lot of people just all of a sudden – they pretty much just penciled Jimmy Graham into those extra targets, which I don't know if that's the case necessarily yeah neither of us maybe, kind of think that maybe in the red zone graham could get more looks if that's if that's what's going to happen with jimmy graham if he's good it's going to be because he's getting touchdowns in the red zone they're still gonna have to be throwing the ball to somebody else here and i, I mean i like geronimo allison this could be a geronimo allison he could be another player that you know this could just be the green bay receivers list just other than adams because geronimo allison is not an 82nd 
which, whew, right? That's this could just be. I might just switch this to the Green Bay wide receiver backup wide receiver, the number two and three receiver. Yeah, not Devontae. I don't see how a number two and a number three receiver for Aaron Rodgers should be forty sixth and eighty second. Because I guess that people are going to say this is the third and fourth receiver. Jimmy Graham's the second. No, I, but no. again, it's. No. I think Jimmy Graham is. He's a he's a target in the end zone now. He's not the same player he was. He's not this guy who's going to be catching all these balls everywhere. It's going to be in more situations. So Randall Cobb at 46, it's so low risk again. That's the thing I love about these. It's, there's no risk involved with getting a Randall Cobb. It didn't quite work out last year. I know I was on this whole thing last year too with Randall Cobb. But like we said, the Aaron Rodgers injury threw a lot, <laughs> threw a wrench into everything. So it's hard to say what would have happened because Cobb looked pretty good at times early last year, I feel like. He was showing some signs that he might be able to do something. And then once for him too, once uh, Rodgers was hurt, his, it was done. It was over for him. Devonta Adams is the only one who did anything. But as the 46th, 46th receiver, that's a you know that's a wide receiver five. There's again, I'd throw him on the end of the bench, take a chance. Same thing with Geronimo. I really would with Geronimo too. So I think I think both of those guys, you know, yeah, a lot of upside on that one. All right, who's your number three? Number three, uh, you went Eli. I have a quarterback on here as well. Mine is Tyrod Taylor. And, uh, yeah, you are the Tyrod guy. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I, I talked about it on the QB episode as well. Look, Tyrod Taylor currently is ranked 22nd overall in QBs. The last three years on a Buffalo team that, I mean, named their wide receivers, you know, didn't really have any. They had some great ones. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> yeah, he did when he was when he was healthy. For Robert two Woods, Sparky's Goodwin. <laughs> Let them all go right. <laughs> one at a time. But he was no. ranked 14th, eight, and then 16th in the last three years on a team that does not throw the ball a whole lot. He has the most weapons he's ever had before, and he runs the ball a little bit. Um, you know that's why I, I like this guy to be far over 22nd. I mean, I, I think once again. I was I like him better than I like Eli, and I think Tyrod immediately is a streamer, and then find out whether or not um, he can even be more. Maybe he can be a starter. Obviously, I know why twenty second might be because obviously they have Baker Mayfield, and people just assume at some point he's going to start. I don't yeah. feel that way right now. Um, I think Tyrod has it, and while he has it, you can get him for absolutely nothing, and I think he can have uh, great returns. He does have a lot of weapons, so. I mean, that is so many. He has Najoku and oh, Jarvis Landry. Right? Yeah, that, that that's the guy I forgot. <laughs> I mean, Josh Gordon. Yeah, it, it really goes on and on. It, it's crazy. And he should have a pretty decent run game. And you can throw to Duke Johnson out of the backfield, which is a great weapon for him. All right. My number two. This is where I decided I'm going to I'm going to stay on the bandwagon this year. I went with Marlon Mack. I, oh, I, I'm a big Marlon. You really are staying on the bandwagon. I, I like Marlon Mack. I was a fan of him last year. And he's well. He's up to thirty. Oh, he's thirtieth, thirtieth, thirty-first. He was thirty-first in yesterday's. He he passed Marshawn Lynch now. But if Marlon Mack is the guy there, I mean, this is this is a lot of assumptions. And this is if Andrew Luck's healthy. This this is this is all based on if Andrew Luck's healthy. If Andrew Luck is healthy, I don't see how the running back in his offense isn't gonna be successful. And Marlon Mack, I think, could be that, especially if he is the number one guy. 30th is too low for me because it, that puts him – I like Tevin Coleman, but Tevin Coleman is still the number two. With Atlanta, he, Tevin Coleman's ahead of Marlon Mack. Then there's the rookies, Royce Freeman, Sony Michelle, Ronald Jones, Rashad Penny, Darius Geis. They're all ahead of Marlon Mack right now, which we really don't know what to expect from any of them yet. 
some of them might be good. I mean, a couple of them will be good, I'm sure, but we just don't know which ones. Marlon Mack did already show signs last year. He has a full year in the league. I think if he is the back, I think he's going to have a really good season. I really, I'm not terribly concerned about the rookies they drafted. You know, like they drafted what? Naheem Hines, I think, out of North Carolina State, Jordan Wilkins. So they drafted two guys, but like in the fourth and fifth round, I think Mack's going to get the first shot at it. Obviously, this this is currently, if he stays 31st, I like the pick, but we'll see what happens in training camp. And if he's not getting, if they are t- cutting into some workload, yeah, he'll, he, then he doesn't deserve to be any higher. But I don't, right now, I think it's going to be his job. And I think if Andrew Luck's healthy, the offense could be running pretty well. I think he's going to be, that's a good pick as your third or fourth, you're basically a fourth running back almost at that point. So Marlon Mack, I don't know. It's a little risky. Yeah. But again, that's the beauty of these picks. There's not much risk in it. He's risky if you put anything into him, but you're not going to have to. So just don't go spend on anything. Don't spend on him in an auction. That's what I would say. You know, in a snake draft, you can get him late, but I, I think there's a lot of potential there. I like the guy. I like the what, what I saw last year in the little bit. He actually got an opportunity. So yeah, it is incredibly low for a starting running back. Yeah, absolutely right. On or that. it could just be we're buying into it like we did with Paul Perkins. Oh, Paul Perkins, he's ranked so low. He's the starting running <laughs> right, back. That's very true. It, it happens. I mean, that could very well be the case. It, it always does. But that's why if you're getting him as your fourth running back, there's no risk. You just throw your fourth running back away. It's no big deal. So, all right. Number two. Number two, I have Marvin Jones at this spot. I had a feeling I might see Marvin Jones on yeah. this list. Wide receiver for Detroit. He finished fourth wide receiver last year. Obviously, that you know, I don't predict that to be the case again, but he's ranked 23rd right now in wide receivers. I just find that to be a little too low, especially for a guy that just did it. Not nothing is really changing um, as far as wide receivers go. I mean, they even got rid of Ebron. You still have Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to try to run the ball a bit more, but it's not like he killed it on receptions. He only had 61. So there's not a whole lot in my head where I don't think he can repeat the kind of numbers he put up. Um, so I, 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 once again, I just think he's a guy that classically gets kind of overlooked. He I, does. So I, that's why Marvin Jones is here. I'm going to have him on a lot of teams if he actually stays at 23. I, I just There's not a whole lot of risk there. No, and I, I considered him for my list. I didn't put him on my list. But I definitely looked at him there and, you know, thought I could go that way. But, yeah, he's probably, he'd be an honorable mention for me. And, yeah, 23rd. He, I mean, he has the wide receiver one potential. He does. I mean, he finished there last year. That's the thing. People think it's crazy when you might say stuff like that. But it's like, wait, he, he did just do it. So, yeah. like, why can't he do it again? I mean, he's been – he started, what, his first year in Detroit just – um, he was amazing first few weeks, and then it kind of tailed off. I think there were some injuries involved and stuff, and then last year was great. So why can't he be again? So. Yeah, and he's officially like wide receiver one. Golden yeah. Tate is wide receiver two now. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't understand why anything would change too much unless you think this do new coaching would come in and change that. But once again, it's not like he caught 90 so balls. They still got the same offensive coordinator, same quarterback. Yeah, so. and only 61 yeah. catches. It's not that crazy. Yeah. All right, my number one. I, th- this guy's not like terribly undervalued. He really isn't. Probably could, most people are going to say, yeah, he's probably right where he should be, if not even higher than he should be. But to me, he's undervalued. And his name is Stefan Diggs. 
Uh, you just wanted to put Diggs on there. <laughs> He's currently ranked 14th, which yeah. I know you actually might put him. You might consider him for your overvalued I was list. Say, I where do you think he should be if if 14th isn't fair? Maybe ninth. <laughs> I'm serious. This is no joke. Uh, he he does he have, is going to be. He's great. a talented I'm guy. I'm telling you, I am just all on the Stefan Diggs bandwagon this year. So that's it. I love Diggs. He's better than Thalen, and he's just he's great. Diggs number one, undervalued. No, just don't sleep on Diggs. Pick him up. He needs to be top ten guy. Fourteenth. I've seen him below Amari Cooper. Come on, get out of here with that crap. <laughs> right? I mean, no Diggs. It's Diggs all the day, all day. He's my number one. Who's your number one? My number one is ranked thirty fourth. In wide receiving rankings. Is he? And his name is Chris Hogan. Ah, Chris Hogan. There you go. Um, I mean, you can't go back too far with numbers, but he has been pretty successful as the wide receiver three there. Um, obviously, he has played you know outside, but Julian Edelman, obviously, he's always going to soak up a ton of targets. Brennan uh, Cooks is no longer there, so he is officially wide receiver two. Um I mean, I think this guy just has all the upside in the world. You saw it in the, you know, in the playoffs when he was finally healthy. He only played nine games last year, but he was looking really, really good when he was playing. Five touchdowns, 439 yards on 34 catches. So I, I think this guy is in line for a much larger piece of the pie, if you will. And I, I think Tom Brady is uh, just young enough to get him the ball still. <laughs> he is He's definitely polarizing. I'll say that like because his ranks are all over the board. So, yeah. Um, I don't I don't see myself having the Kogan on any teams. And it's not even anything against it. It's not like I don't think he's going to be bad. I just, for some reason, there's something about I, – I, I don't know. I just don't. I mean, it's crazy, though. I can draft I him as my fourth wide receiver. Yeah, I know. It's something – I just have this – and I think a lot happens with a lot of people. I don't know what it is. I just have this thing against – I don't know. I just don't expect much from him. I don't know why. I should. He caught all those touchdowns last year. So – I don't know what it is. It's just maybe a mental block I have against Chris Hogan. I mean, I just can't do it. But then, again, but I don't. I think he's he's properly rated. Maybe. I don't think so, especially with Brandon Cooks leaving. Let's see who is he. Yeah, I mean, I guess okay. He's behind Emmanuel Sanders, which I'm kind of just off the whole Emmanuel Sanders thing. I'd rather have Hogan. Uh, you know, he's behind you no know, Sammy Watkins. I think that's proper. That's what it should be. Right? <laughs> see, Would you rather have Robert Woods or Chris Hogan? Yeah. I don't, yeah. The, Pierre right, Garçon or yeah, Chris Hogan. I don't get too excited about Pierre Garçon, but he. Michael he, Crabtree. I Oh, Michael Crabtree all day. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, even those guys, even if you, th- I, I don't think he would be wildly, you know, even if I, Chris Hogan doesn't have the year I think he he's p- capable of, I don't think those guys would outperform him. Crabtree will. Crabtree's almost made my undervalued list. Yeah, I guess he has an opportunity. I just, Baltimore's Baltimore. offense. Yeah, it's, <laughs> just, it's really, it's really hard to get over Bias for me. against Baltimore. Yeah. Right now. Joe Flacco is elite, so <laughs> God. I can't believe that was an argument at one point in life. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know; it's just that that actually happened. But all right, that's it. Top five undervalued players. Now I can't wait till we do on our next episode. Top five overvalued players. People are going to get upset with that. Probably. Yeah, that one's that one is much much harder to put together. That'll it? be the next episode we have coming out. But people get not, they don't get as upset about undervalued. We're just saying people that should be ranked higher. So when we say somebody's, you know, these, this guy shouldn't be there. I already know there's at least one on my list I'm going to get some flack for. That'll be an interesting episode. But make sure you guys go get your reviews in if you want to be part of our listener leagues. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Let us know you did. We'll get you in the leagues. 
We'll talk to you guys next time.